0: What
1: did you say? What? What did
0: he say? Did I say that or did take it? Andy Rickoff and Jeremy Klein here with you. Another edition of the Sports Podcast. And if you haven't already heard about the great news, we are available. On uh, Stitcher and a whole bunch yep. of other podcast sites. Pocket Cast is one of them as well. We're getting a little bit further out there, and I've heard uh, Google Podcasts might be on the way here as well. So that's, uh, that's something we're working on as well, trying to get that just more readily available and accessible to all of you guys. And as always, you can find it on uh, our website, am1100theflag.com. And then again, uh, I'll tweet it out. Jeremy will tweet it out. Jeremy, what's your Twitter again? At underscore 7 underscore 7 I am uh, at ar. I E C K W Z F G. Probably should change it. Um, It's just my last name. It's hard to include my last name in anything Twitter wise because it's hard to spell. You can't just like Rick off because then nobody knows how to spell that. So you got to spell it out. And it's just a difficult last name. But I love it. So I'm going to keep it. Um, So this edition of the sports podcast, we want to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. But there's also not a whole lot of things going on. Right. You know, this is the, the sports abyss time of year, quote unquote. Everyone calls it that, but there's still a lot of things going on, so we got plenty to talk about for this podcast. We'll wrap things, uh, wrap through things for you. Start off with the uh, the Minnesota Twins, the little NBA draft recap. We did our draft preview last mm-hmm. time. It's been two weeks, and now the draft is obviously done, and we're yep. going to review what the Timberwolves got and who might be some of our favorite picks. Maybe were in the NBA draft, and also touch on uh, NBA free agency because well, everyone else is doing it, and there's a million rumors about where LeBron's going. So yeah. we're going to touch on all that as well. Start things off though with the Minnesota Twins and. As we talk right now, Jeremy, they're actually winning a baseball game. They're up one nothing on the White Sox, but somehow they've I'm managed shocked. to lose the first two games of that series against the White Sox after losing the series to
1: the Texas Rangers at home. They're so, s- yeah. they're, they're so bad. They're so bad it hurts. I go to sleep with the Twins up four to two against the White Sox in the eighth. Wake up the next day and they lost eight to four. The heck happened in the bullpen? I didn't even care to even look what happened because I'm just kind of d- I'm done with this team right now. The way that they're playing, I'm done with. The losing to the White Sox. White Sox are what twenty games below five hundred, something like that. Yeah, I'm done Looking losing. The twenty eight and fifty one coming into play today. Done losing to the White Sox. Done losing to the Royals. This team. I thought about this on my way over here today. Well, I was like, okay. The Twins were good last year, made the playoffs. Yeah. What has changed? But dynamically, what has changed? So if you look, what happened last year with the starting pitching compared to this year? That made them. That's making it so bad this year. What changed? Well, you don't have Irv, but Irv was old and was spectacular. So you don't have an ace. Jake Odorizzi. Has big. Jake Odorizzi has plummeted over the last six to seven starts. He's not has taken been doing. Step forward, though. Yeah, I think Barrios has, has been there. Gibson's you've seen the glimpses of what Barrios is supposed to be. You've seen that. I think Kyle Gibson Other is than solid. The start
0: yesterday, which was a bad one. Right. But he still went seven right. innings. you've yeah. seen guys who have bad starts and then only go four innings. At least he still yeah. went seven. Yeah,
1: but from a starting pitching staff, I mean. I think we both can say that's worse than last year. Not not drastically, but not as good as last year. Can we? I think, I think we can think. agree with that. It's yeah. been less
0: consistent. Lance yeah. Lynn has been awful. He's had a couple of decent starts lately, but he hasn't been
1: great. I wonder if he's going to be means. worth something by the deadline. I wonder. No. I wonder if he'll be worth anything.
0: No team. I mean, what you fifth starter, bullpen guy like I don't Right. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't anything. know. Yeah, I don't and know. if it is, it's it, we're not getting anything back that we're going to see at the major league level. I right, don't think. Right, so,
1: right. You gave him a one-year prove-it deal. He has not proved it.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be fun for him in free agency next year. Um, the bats, obviously, it's not as good that, as last really for year. For me, it, because, the pitching has been bad. But you just you're going to talk about it right now. But the bats have been the disappointment for me. I mean, I
1: mean, last year Miguel Sano was a 30 and 100 kind of guy, and he, what is he living in Fort Myers, Florida, right now? Byron Buxton had an amazing second half that. I couldn't tell you where Byron Buxton is right now. I mean, Eddie Rosario is playing. Eddie Rosario had a great year last year, got very overshadowed by Buxton's and Snow's, and now he's having another great year this year. But since nobody else is good on the Twins team, we're noticing it. Eddie Rosario is right there again. Eduardo Escobar has been absolutely huge. I say it every single time that we... Are around each other that Eddie uh, Eduardo Escobar should be an everyday infielder for some team and no longer a utility guy. His bat is that good. His fielding is that good. And I've said it for two years. He's
0: my favorite twin. He just is. Yeah, I, he's a fun, he, fun loving guy. Yeah, he's fun-loving a funny guy. guy. I've been inside that clubhouse and talked with guys like that. The guys in that clubhouse, he's the most fun to talk to. He's always yeah. making people laugh. Um, so he's a great bat in that lineup, and he he never complains. In this world of just diva athletes, he. He's been a very consistent player and a very, very good player whenever, like, Asano has gotten down or when like someone like Polanco gets a suspension. Yeah. And then that guy comes back, and they're like, okay, well, Escobar, you're back to being the utility guy. And he never moans or gripes. He just, okay, that's what I got to do. He's going to go back to being the one-every-three-or-four-game guy and playing five or six different positions throughout the year, and he's yeah. okay with it. But I think we've seen he deserves a shot to be the guy at a position on on some team. I, I hope it's the Twins, but also I know this is the last year of his contract, and yeah. he's going somewhere else probably, too.
1: Yeah, he's going to be worth something. I want to throw a question your way. I know the answer that I'm going to pose to this question, but I want to see which year's is. Uh, when Polanco got that 80-game suspension in spring training-ish, off-season-ish, remember that kind of time mm-hmm. frame when yep. it happened? In spring training. Did that begin – the just straight plummet of the Minnesota Twins. Was that the first straw on the camel's back? I say no because I don't think Jorge Blanco is that big. He's a deal, but he's not a big deal of of why the Twins started to plummet. Do you think that that was the first straw on the camel's back? It was the first straw, but it wasn't. I mean, it was more like a a feather than a straw. It was...
0: I mean, he's a, a good bat, and he had a really good second half last year, but people forget he didn't he didn't hit very well no, for a majority no, of, of last year as well. And yeah. part of the reason I don't think anyone, not that we weren't nervous or weren't upset about what happened, but I, I wasn't nervous because I knew Eduardo Escobar was yeah, right there. Exactly, I, I was fine with him. Put him at short. I'm okay yeah. with that every single day. And I know we had Adrianza who could fill in a little bit here and there. And, for I mean, if you have to have someone just to be a fill-in, Adrianza can, can do that. He had four, four out of the five hits yesterday. Yeah. He only had five team hits. He had four of them. So, I mean, every once in a while, I can get some hits for you. But I don't think the Polanco thing was the the first in a line of many things, yeah. I guess.
1: And I think a lot of injuries have really hurt this Twins team's oh, no chances. I mean, Castro's been down. Sano's been down. So you're running out guys like, what is it, Jake Cave, Mitch Garver? You're running out a AAA squad half the time. I mean, you looked at that Red Sox series. I thought the Twins were going to get blown out of the water in that Red Sox series because Boston is so good, and the Twins were rolling out a lineup where I only knew the three, the first three batters. After that, I was like... Couldn't tell you who these guys are. It was unbelievable and shockingly, the Twins surprised me. Won two out of three. So then they get they get your hopes up. They put you on that cloud nine where all of a sudden, like you know what, they won when they shouldn't have, and now they're playing teams that they should destroy. White Sox, but it's just not there. They're so inconsistent. Well,
0: they took three out of or two out of three from Cleveland in Cleveland, and then they took yeah. two out of three from Boston. Those are two of the best teams, and you're like, okay, we're four games under five hundred now. We're you know, we're still just four and a half games back. Let's, you know, let's get rid of these these Rangers. Let's sweep them out of here. Let's win at least two out of three from the White Sox. We'll hopefully sweep them. You're I mean, thinking, then you get the Royals, got the Orioles, got some bad teams coming yeah, up. Here. this you is where you turn it on.
1: This is where you catch Cleveland.
0: No, <laughs> they do the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. They lose exactly. two out of three to the and, Rangers. And
1: now Cleveland's going to either su- – Cleveland's going to play – average to good enough to like just well, keep that lead things together or yeah. they're going to get hot and get and turn things on and they're going to just run away with this entire division and that's what's going to be sad Cleveland's going to win this division by 20 games probably and they're not even going to be that good no. they're the fourth best team in the American League if you're lucky maybe the Mariners are even better than them by the end of the year
0: they're 44 and 35 right now so back to ni- ni- nine games respectable for it's a division leader yeah. yeah but the you I mean the twins 34 and 42 eight games below 500 just find a way to get to 500 we've said that for months now if you can just get to eight, 500 baseball get to some respectability and work on it from there but every time they've gotten within four or five games of 500 it's, it's like i don't know okay, the wheels six fall of off again. yeah, yeah against bad teams and just can't seem to figure it out I think for- what's up next for the twins here i mean at this point we're eight and a half back of cleveland if cleveland really really stumbles and somehow this team has an amazing second half again I'll hold on a little bit, but like you've said, I'm kind I of done know. watching this team. This series against the White Sox has been the final straw it for just, me.
1: It just frustrates you so much. Yeah. But 8.5 so back of
0: Cleveland, the wild card is a, a non-factor at no, this wild point because Seattle's got the second wild card. We are 13.5 back in that one with like five teams between us and yeah. Seattle, so there's no chance in that one. So you I mean what you're thinking we're about to start July here.
1: You're about to hit the dog days of summer right here. Well, you're
0: about to hit the time, the start of July. Everything's going trade wise. Yeah, I mean, for a whole month. So Brian Dozier sellers. has to be gone. We're definitely
1: sellers. Yeah, I would sell
0: Brian Dozier. But Dozier's gone. But what are you getting for him now?
1: Well, yeah, you're not. You should
0: have got Penny's Cody. You should have got
1: Cody Bellinger for him three years ago from the Dodgers.
0: I don't know if Bellinger was ever in it. I think there was a pitcher in it from
1: the, yeah. from the Dodgers two off seasons ago. But yeah. would have been nice to have gotten something for him because now if you trade him. Well, you're, at, you're, at getting most, a bucket, you're getting a bucket of baseballs pretty much, but it's better than holding on to him and getting nothing, I guess. Yeah, most, though, someone's probably taking him just to be like that utility
0: guy or, yeah. or someone that they just need a or bat. A, a bat towards or that. A, or a good defensive second yeah.
1: baseman, you know, and hopefully maybe
0: they're hoping he turns it well, around because they know maybe, his maybe the, half is Maybe good. the
1: Mariners need him now because Robinson Cano's out 80 games. They could use a second baseman. They probably could.
0: Might be something they got to look into, but, but you're not getting the same back for Dozier as you were before.
1: Oh yeah, not um, a chance. Not a other chance. other names on this
0: roster. Who else do you think is
1: gone? I mean, I don't know if they're gone, but they definitely come up in the conversation. Lomo, Lance Lynn, probably Addison Reed comes up in conversation just because those are big name guys who you can who you can get some performances out of. They've got postseason experience. I don't even want to know if I. I don't. If Irvin Santana ever comes back and pitches this year, I mean, I don't know if anybody tries to take a risk on him because he can't have much longer on his contract with the Twins either. How much do you kind of hit the done after this year? Yeah. How much do you time. kind of hit the reset button? What's kind of stinks the most with this Twins team is is that the the management went out and did a lot to try to make the team better and went out and try to get guys and it just hasn't panned out and that's what's tough. That's what's tough. That's a, that's the tough pill to swallow right now with this squad.
0: Yeah, in 2019, Eduardo Escobar is an unrestricted free agent. So I think that's...
1: His uh, stock's never been higher. It's almost like the
0: Eduardo Nunez year. Exactly. And Nunez isn't having a great year for the Red Sox this year. And they got a decent haul back for him last year. So I think Escobar, as much as it would pain me, I I think you've got to look into getting rid of him. Yeah,
1: I mean, because there's no point in holding on to him because you have Nick Gordon and Royce Lewis eventually coming up in the next two to three years, so there isn't like you're holding well, on you trade to Dozier, Escobar to be the guy. If you trade
0: Dozier, Nick Gordon's up at the end of this year. I would love it. I, I think you would have to love bring it. him up at the end of yeah, this year. Get, September get, call up or get him some at-bats. Yep. I'm just hoping, you know, if you can get Buxton back healthy, if you can get Sano to figure things out. The story of this year has been the injuries. Buxton hasn't stayed healthy at all. Sano is really, right. I think he's still dealing with injuries from that shin stuff. Yeah. It's his swing has looked awful. And the fact that he just was not playing live baseball for the last two months last year either, I
1: don't think helped him either. But yeah, there's something the, fundamentally Miguel, wrong Miguel with him Miguel Sano's got a lot going, going on right now. And you also kind of, you stayed away from the elephant in the room. He put on a lot of weight in the offseason too. I think that's a, also a big issue for him. Still good enough defensively over there. I don't think you have to be in
0: great shape to play baseball, but I also think you, you want to be in better shape than maybe what he's
1: in yeah. to be limber enough. And I mean, you can always put him at first. Yeah, Lomo's on a one-year deal. If we're already looking at next year, him and Mauer first base DH, first base DH, back and
0: forth on both of them. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Mauer is actually up after this year.
1: Yeah, see, but I think. Do you look at Do you look at trading Joe? No, oh, I don't think he, if if Dozier's not worth anything, Joe Mauer can't be worth much either. I mean, just, Joe can hit. Yeah, better hitter. Yeah, Joe Great can hit. Joe, Joe can hit for average. I don't
0: think. I mean, in terms of like his his, his legacy as a twin, yeah, I don't think you want to trade him because then you get the right. guys that traded Joe Mauer. Right. I
1: think Joe, as much as I I I've never met Joe Mauer, have never have gotten haven't been able to get into the mind of a Joe Mauer at all. But one would have to think that he would want to finish off everything as a twin. I mean. He's got a full
0: no trade clause too, so yeah. just looking at it now, full no trade. It says he is up after this year, so he will yeah. be an unrestricted free agent here in 2019.
1: But I could see them signing him to a two year, pretty decently, not a lot I of think money, at this but point like in his career.
0: S- he's kind of a year by something year, something fair, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe two years right now, and after yeah. those two years are up, it's definitely at that point a year yeah. by year basis for Joe. Yeah. he's, I still think he's got something left. Yeah. I mean if he's, I think he's, he's got he's two years in, left. Your, in your seven spot. You're an amazing team. Yeah. And even if you sitting in your three spot, like, he has a lot for us. I don't think that's bad because he's, he's a smart baseball player. He knows yeah. Great situationally. IQ. He knows Great what to IQ. do. He knows not to... I hate to say this, but not to really be rolling the ground ball, ground ball double play or something like that in the bad times. He Also, knows you know less than two outs, a guy on third, get that ball up in the air. You know he's yeah. not always going to hit you a bunch yeah. of home runs, but he'll get a lot of hits. He'll he'll be a smart well, base runner. And
1: when a pitcher is thrown four pitches in the inning and already got two two outs, he's not swinging at the first pitch. Like yes. he's he's a very smart baseball player. Not always yeah. the most powerful and maybe doesn't no. get the biggest hits as i get that and there's a time a couple
0: weeks ago where there's two runners on two outs and we needed a run to come in and he looked at four straight pitches and struck out and yeah that made me very angry i did not uh, appreciate that he just watched four pitches go by and three of them get called for strikes but he's still at least a decent player so i think they'll look, maybe look into that as well that's another least possibility yeah um, if he keeps pitching like this fernando rodney yeah trade him fernando rodney has been, someone will has take been him. Solid. Yeah, somebody will definitely take and him. You have, as an eighth inning guy. Yeah, what do you have at like seventeen straight saves at one point or something, something like that? that? Yeah, because they've I mean they traded the closer last year and could trade it right. again this year and I mean, put Trevor
1: Hildenberger back there. I mean, yeah, Belisle, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. And then there and then there you're back to square one of the Twins not having a bullpen again. Like the bullpen that is working right now is Addison Reed and Fernando Rodney. Like they went out and got bullpen well, Reed's guys
0: even up and down. Hildenberger's actually been really good lately. Yeah, yeah. I think you, I haven't heard I much of Zach trade. Duke in a while. Yeah, he's been up and down too. I, I don't think you trade Reed just because they're banking on him to for the years to come, kind of be that guy for them. Rodney, like this is think. a one year deal, so yeah. might as well trade him because he's not in your future plans. I yeah. think they got plans of, yeah, Hildenberger, all, all these Nick guys Burry whose contracts
1: somebody. are up, just drop them all and start over. Yeah, it sucks that this was supposed to be the group, but now it's almost a a reset, start over. I mean. The
0: fans wanted to fall in love with this team. We wanted oh, to yeah. just—I mean, they—they they stood up on a T for us the way last year, finished, and then having that game against the Yankees where you start off so good and it just doesn't finish off well. well they set it up for it us. Added and it so just went many pieces, crushing down.
1: Yeah, it added so many pieces that was supposed to take this team to another level and just never got there. Yeah, and back to your comment on the the first straw
0: that broke the camel's back. I think that was the Irvin Santana injury because if you have Irvin yeah. Santana on this team right now, I'm not saying that they're like ahead of the Indians, but. If he is a sh- even a shadow of what he was last year, you put him with Barrios on top of that rotation, yeah. with Gibson being better this and year. Rizzi, it, it, I mean, I think it would have just made things so much more calmer on that team pitching wise. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, maybe you'd, gone have, had for that, a week. you'd have
1: had that rot- you'd have had that that veteran in the rotation. I mean, mm-hmm. Lance Lynn is the veteran, but. He also wasn't there in the off season or in the spring training. That was the problem.
0: It's like saying Phil Hughes is a veteran. Well, yeah, congratulations. I mean, you've been around for a long time, but you can't pitch. So No one cares. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was Santana was going to be back. Oh, a week into the season, then a month, and now it's like we're in July, and he he is having trouble gripping a baseball. Like gripping a baseball, I don't understand what happened. Yeah, what something went way wrong with whatever surgery or whatnot happened with his fingers on that one. But yeah, I think that was the first straw that really broke the camels back for the twins, at least, at least this year. And I'm, yeah, I think that the year's done. They, the twins oh, failed absolutely. this year because really their job is to get us to the end of July. Cause then Vikings start training camp. And frankly, at that point we're all on football. So, <laughs> yeah. but the, yeah. the twins couldn't even get us to the end of July. They got us somewhat to the end of June, kind of, sort of a little bit, uh, but yeah, I think the season's done, and it's time to start looking at trading the Dozers, the Escobar's, the yeah. uh, Rodney's, and whoever else uh, I think could get them some assets for the future. Because they obviously, we, we thought they were so close, but they're obviously still at least a little very, ways away. And if Sano can't come back to what he was, oh my goodness! And this if is Buxton a, can't figure you're it back out, back to square one, then they're they're a lot of steps behind. Yeah. They're not 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 nearly as close as we thought they were because yeah. Rosario and Escobar and kepler every once in a while is not yeah. good enough offensively no. not even close no not a chance how about we uh switch topics now to the nba draft i know this is something we previewed la- last time we did this podcast mm-hmm. jeremy we kind of went through our top 10 and gave you our pick for a uh, number 20 for the timberwolves uh, what do you think of the draft overall Were you surprised of all, all the the rumors of what was going to happen all these trades and stuff and then we we get to draft night and there's like three trades yeah they're all just for picks that were within within the draft really
1: yeah usually you see a lot more draft day trades i was a little it was a little quieter than what we're used to maybe at an nba draft maybe the last year because we had jimmy butler
0: and everything we thought yeah, this was going to be yeah. some big thing and it wasn't i don't know
1: yeah i know there was a few of the tra- a few of the trades really stood out to me in the draft number one was the bridges gets drafted by the 76ers which is right in Philly which is where Nova is his mom works for the 76ers in the front office and dude gets traded what not even a half hour later like talk about like your highest highs and then just having the rug pulled out from underneath you I feel for him I mean they I could was they, really surprised they could build something in Phoenix though
0: because I thought that was a great fit I thought so Not too. just because of everything you said but because I mean they could use a wing defender they could use some yep. stuff like that and I thought Bridges was a a steal almost at that spot yeah yeah I mean I love what Phoenix did to, to get him and they gave it was Zaire Smith yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> who I really liked I actually had him is a projected one for the Timberwolves if he were to fall but right and he's another very really good defensive wing that can hit a lot of threes so he's yeah. another very good player but, but you, go, you go you go really fit there you
1: go eight and Bridges and Booker I mean that's trying to that's trying to start something yeah Josh Jackson from uh mm-hmm. last year like they're start, They're trying to. They're they're going after the young guys and trying to build something. Kudos to Phoenix. Kudos to Phoenix. Win some more games now. Yeah. Well, stop getting it, the top it, three picks. It is it, going to take a while yet. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think they got a ways to go. Uh the other trade that I really saw was the Trey Young for Doncic trade. And as of what the, what's today, June twenty something, mm-hmm. I think the Mavs won that trade because I really like the a backcourt combination of Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic. Plus, I mean, Luca and Dirk. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. You throw in Harrison Barnes, it's a it's not a it's not a core that's like playoffs, yes, or yeah, West Thompson. No, but it is something that you can build on. It's something you can build on in Dallas versus who the heck does Trey Young have in Atlanta? Trey Young is going to Trey Young shoots like Steph, but turns the ball over like you can insert a terrible basketball player if you want uh, at this point. Yeah. A lot be- of bad basketball be- because players. Because he does. Like and I think you're going to see the more of a I'm going to use the word bust out of Trey Young because he's I not going to have any you. help in Atlanta. You're going to see him turn the ball over a lot more than make great basketball plays because he will have no help in Atlanta. Yeah, there's nothing there. He would there's, have there's, there's, he would have worked a lot in better in Dallas. He would have gotten a lot of help. I think they would have taken the pressure off him, and he wouldn't have had to be, try to do as much. He's going to have to do a lot in Atlanta, and it's going to force his hand, and he's going to run into trouble. He's going to make a lot of turnovers, especially early on. Now,
0: Schroeder is still there, but he wants out of Atlanta. He won't Who be wouldn't want his, out of yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's just not a lot there, and they're one of those teams, kind of like the Suns were before these last couple of years. They're going to be in the top three for a, a long, long time. Trey yeah. Young, I don't know. Now they did get another first round pick, the ne- next year's first round pick, and that's or why the 2021. Yeah, first and that's pick. why
1: I kind of said as of June, as of right now, mm-hmm. I think the Mavs want the pick because the Hawks could definitely turn around and win this trade for sure. Yeah, but at this
0: point, I-, I thought we had heard the Mavs want Doncic for a long time, so they made that move up to three. They got their guy, and that's. I mean, if I had a guy that. If I was a GM and there was this person I targeted and it's like, I'm getting this guy, I would spend – if I think this is the guy that's going to turn my franchise around, yeah, I'm going to spend right. whatever it takes really to kind of get right. up there to take him. So right. uh, kudos to the Mavs for doing that and getting Donkich, their guy. I think that is a, a fun combo with I, him and Dennis I think Smith.
1: He, I think he's the best guard in that draft. Dennis Doncic. Smith
0: Jr. can really – penetrate really well. He's a good playmaker on the ball. Donkic is a a playmaker on the ball, but more of a a passer. He's going to create for some other people, which would be fun for for Harrison Barnes and other players out there. I still think Dallas really needs something defensively down low. Dirk's not the the defender you want down low anymore. right? Um, So you need some some size down there to really be able to, to, you know, protect the rim, get people out of the paint, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but they weren't going to be a playoff team next year anyway, no, so it doesn't really matter. No. Um, so I like the the trade they got there. One other pick I wanted to mention before we go to the Timberwolves here, you go back to the, uh, the Cavs, kind of the big name. We were thinking, were they going to trade this pick? What was going to happen here? Is this player someone that could keep LeBron in, in Cleveland a little bit? They get Colin Sexton, which is actually exactly what we had projected them to get. But Good. what do you think of He's, Colin Sexton?
1: I like Colin Sexton. I honestly am one of those people that think Colin Sexton is better than Trey Young. I think he is going to be a great guard. I can see a lot of a, a lot of similarities to, to like a Kemba or a Victor Oladipo, that kind of a guard. Where and and it kind of it's actually a better. I think it works out better than what I just kind of thought. I mean, you put it in that medium sized market of a team, and I think if LeBron goes, Colin Sexton could be this could be his team, and he could try to take it like Oladipo and Kemba took Charlotte and uh, Indianapolis, or I mean Indiana, but. I'll say what I think we're all thinking. Colin Sexton is not enough to keep no. LeBron in Cleveland. I personally, if I'm Cleveland before that, I would have said eighth pick and something to you Charlotte, give us Kemba. That's what I would, that would I have helped they, I that would have helped to keep Kawhi. LeBron.
0: Well, yeah. I think they were trying I mean everyone was trying to get Kawhi, obviously, right? But, but uh, eighth pick and something to try
1: and get Kawhi probably not enough. Yeah. Um Kemba would have been a nice piece, but but it's a start because yeah. if you're going if you're going the life after LeBron, it's a start because now you can just be like, you know what, we're going Sexton. That's why I'm happy they made the pick. Like, yeah. kudos to you, Cleveland. You're you finally going young.
0: You can't hang around for LeBron James. You you can't be the guy hanging around for the girl who always says <laughs> no to you and leaves for the hot, sexy Miami guy in South Beach. Okay. They they looked out for themselves here. You're only, to, the only person who's going to look out for yourself is yourself. They looked out for themselves, went and got their point guard of the future. If LeBron stays, stays, that's great. If yep. he leaves, you're hoping Colin Sexton can help you out a little bit, knowing that if he leaves, no matter who you drafted, you're probably going to be right back in the lottery again next season. Yeah. It's just the way it is.
1: And I mean, and you're looking at Sexton Clarkson. I think if the Cavs are going with, if we're anticipating life without LeBron. Give Rodney Hood minutes. Rodney Hood is a good basketball player. I think you go with the kind of a Sexton Clarkson Hood, Larry love. Nance Jr. I mean, love. Well, yeah, who knows what happens with Kevin Love now. Yeah. But, I mean, Tristan Thompson's contract is very bad. Like, the, the Cavs could start working something, especially if you get more picks in the next few years to be up there. but. Also, we had thought Michael Porter Jr. was going to go
0: somewhere around that 6, 7 spot. He fell, man. He fell quite a bit to 14. I was looking at it. I was down in Nashville this past week. We were just talking about that before we did the podcast here. Yeah. And I saw the NBA draft was on. I was kind of watching it. I was you know, at different places, fine establishments in Nashville. And uh, saw that it was pick 12, and Porter Jr. is still there. And then it was yeah. 13, and then it was 14. I'm thinking... Man, Timberwolves trade up or something. I don't know. Yeah. But then 14 comes, and he goes to the Nuggets, who I think got a steal there. If yeah. he stays healthy, that's a top-five pick.
1: Yeah, I think that was the biggest problem of why he fell was just people were afraid of the injuries, and he didn't play that much in Mizzou. But, man, if you look at his high school's tape, man, this is a talented guy. You could pair him with uh, Nikola Jokic. And the Nuggets are very underrated, just like how I think the Jazz are. The Nuggets have a lot of guys who are good, but don't people don't know about. Like, Jokic, you have... Uh, Murray, you have all sorts of guys like that. Uh, Jerry Harris, I think, is is with Denver too. Gary, Gary, yeah, Gary with a G. Yeah, um, I think the Nuggets. That's that's gonna. It's a nice pick for Denver, man. Paul so uh, Millsap
0: there too, now I believe. I
1: think so. Was it uh yeah, They got Millsap. Uh, yeah,
0: that's a nice team. They almost made yeah. the playoffs this past year, and yeah. I think Porter I mean, Jr. is another right another playmaker, another shot maker that can do something for him. I think that was a really good pick. Yeah. Let's get to uh, the Timberwolves in this one. Josh Okogie at uh, number 20, fallen not falling to him, but uh, shooting guard, 6'4", 211 out of Georgia Tech.
1: Defense. Really good defensively, can hit some threes, versatile
0: defender, already has like a seven-foot wingspan. Yep. What do you think of that pick?
1: I liked it. Uh, when they couldn't get DiVincenzo, I think that was, I think Kogi was the n- next best option because I thought DiVincenzo, they needed a guard who could shoot, but Kogi can, but he's not a sharp shooter, if you will. And then you that was the two things. The, the Wolves had to go into this offseason thinking two things shooter and defense. defense. They Wing got the, defender. They got the defense in the draft, I thought, with a Kogi. He's he, like you said, long, can jump the passing lanes, all that stuff, can stay in front of defenders. I think he's gonna be a great second unit kind of guy who can play defense. I think Jimmy Butler is going to fall in love with a guy like a Kogi because he's got that defensive mindset that's really gonna really gonna work for the Wolves.
0: Yeah, hopefully I think that's a a solid pick. You know, it's I mean when I saw the name I was like uh, I, I've heard the name. Right. I, I've heard I don't know Georgia a whole Tech lot about kind of him. I, I know Georgia Tech was really bad last year. Apparently apparently Josh blew people away in the you know, the pre draft process really kinda of rose and so hopefully he continues on that path. I love the the long wingspan. I got it six four but has a seven foot wingspan can really kinda of disrupt the passes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he just puts in effort on the defensive side, yeah, that's, which is all what you can ask for. You can't see a lot from highlights, but one thing I think that's apparent is you can tell someone's effort, and you can yeah. see that he, he was someone that put in a lot of effort defensively to try and make that side of his game a well-rounded side. You just want someone, I think, that knows he's got to be able to play defense to fit in this league, and especially on this team. If you can come in and be like a shutdown defender, there's a spot for you. You're going to get minutes. Tony Allen. You will get minutes on this team, so... Uh, I think that was a nice pick for them. And then in the second round, uh, Keita bates up was the pick for the uh, Timberwolves in round two, again, middle of the second round. We thought there, there was mock drafts I saw that had Bates-Diep going to the Timberwolves, but in the first round, mm-hmm. and they got him in the second round, the Big Ten player of the year.
1: Yeah, I saw him kind of going in that 20 to 25 range. I think this is a great pick for the Wolves. I think it's, I could use the word steal of a pick for him. Like you said, he led the Big Ten in points, 19.8 points per game, 8.7 rebounds. This guy is long and big. He's got the lengthiness to jump passing lanes. He's got the lengthiness and the height and the size to block shots. He had 17 multi. He had 17 games where he had multiple block shots in a game. Granted, I will say this: I thought the Big Ten was down this year. Yeah, that, especially that, on scorers. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing. But I still like Keita Bates Diop. I said last Friday after he got picked on our on our KVR Sports Extra that I think that Keita Bates Diop. Could take Andrew Wiggins' starting spot in the next three years. I think that it's a it's a bold statement, but if Andrew Wiggins doesn't get his stuff together and Keita Bates Diop impresses, I'd rather see him at you the think th- at Bates- the three, at the three or the four, wherever wherever Wiggins. Four, is that right four, now. Yeah, because yeah, he's tall and long. Well, because you can always put Jimmy at the two three, but
0: yeah, I mean he's six seven, which I say is. Yeah, you know, a tall forward guy, and then Long, you realize yeah. that Ben Simmons is six eight and plays point guard. So right. what is right. what is height in the NBA nowadays? Right. He's got to put
1: on weight because he's a skinnier dude. Like yeah. he's six seven and weighs seven pounds more than me, and I'm six. <laughs> so yeah, he's got to put on some serious weight. Yeah, put on some muscle. for me, mean, that'll come. he will come for
0: everyone. He is very young. I think to get someone who was a player of the year in any of the big time huh. conferences. Yeah, he, in the I'd second round, it. I'd love it. I I think that's a very good pick. And the word that was thrown out all over the place was versatility, defensive yep. versatility. And Okogie and Bates D up are two guys defensively can play multiple positions. They yep. play it well. Okogie better than Bates D up. Um, but I think both of them are guys that are going to improve this defense. And especially for Bates D up, I look at him almost as a, a copy of Taj Gibson, only he can shoot threes a little bit better than yeah. Taj. He's got that wingspan. I think if he just gets in the gym with with Taj Gibson and learns how to play ball hockey and defense and yeah. just get in people's grill. Yeah. I think that could be a really fun player for the future. Yeah.
1: And I think he's got a little bit better handles than Gibson, but I love mm-hmm. that comparison right there and now the other thing is which the I mean we have to realize Are these two guys going to get any minutes because they're on the bench for a Timberwolves team? That's also the problem. Crawford opts out, so Jamal Crawford's gone from the Timberwolves. You don't know if Derrick Rose is going to sign a one-year deal on a vet minimum again. I honestly would love to see Derrick Rose come back. I thought he played good down the stretch. I would love to see Tyus come back and Tyus get a lot more minutes. Even if Rose takes minutes from your boy? Well, no. They'd go a double guard set like they did. I mean... I, I'm, I'm still playing the three off the bench. I'm still on the on the band on the bandwagon and bust that Tyus Jones should be the starting point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Everybody can get on me for that, but Tyus Jones should be the starting point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't care for Jeff Teague. We don't need a scoring point guard. You need a guy who can facilitate. Tyus Jones had a great plus minus. I'll go to the ends of the earth for that. That Tyus Jones needs to be the starting point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, or the dude just needs minutes off the bench. I'll go to the ends of the world for that. Like. No, that's still frustrating just how this Timberwolves roster and units uh, plays out there. And I got you – you're, you know what you're it red is? in the face and everything. You know well, he's it, a Duke guy and he's a Minnesotan. So those are my two bandwagon well, yes, right but there. but you know
0: why he's not. It's, it's a money thing. Jeff Teague's getting paid like $27 million. Well, yeah, million, Ty's and Jones, and Ty's is Tyus Jones is getting paid 800000 probably. Yeah, he's on the rookie deal. So, yeah, that's the main reason. You can't have the guy who's making $27 million Didn't need to go get in Jeff favor Teague. of the guy who's making a, a million and a half or something like that. So, I, I mean, Jeff Teague, he can be traded now. Remember back like last year after they had picked him up and then Kyrie's like going yep. to get traded and they're like oh we can't trade Jeff T because you have to keep him for a certain amount of time. Well, that time has passed, so you can trade him if you wanted to.
1: Him and Wiggins for something. Yeah,
0: that's a still possibility, but I don't see any team that wants
1: Wiggins contract. No. To be no. honest with you, no. Him. We just gave him way too much money, and the guy doesn't try on defense and scores once every three can't or four shoot. games. Yeah, can't shoot exactly. So. Yeah, they're in a tough spot there, but I like the picks they have. Also, <laughs> they're remember in a tough
0: spot. Justin Patton was their first round pick last year, didn't yeah. play at all because of injuries. Yeah. So they got, I mean, got a couple pieces there. And he's yeah. a, a fun guy to protect the rim
1: a bit. Ah, uh, Emil Jefferson too. Mm-hmm. He's uh again, sorry Duke guy, but he's a guy who he's a post who's a little bit undersized too as as a four, but he's got he had a two way contract this past year. I think he just signed a full contract with the Wolves. Came off a of G League guy can defend too in the post, so maybe you might see him creep in there if, if guys go down. Who knows. They still need some help. I mean, you're going up against the Golden State Warriors. You're going up against that is Houston the and thing. stuff. So
0: really, no matter who they picked, that wasn't going to close the gap much no, at all. No. But no. it is, it, you know, it's nice to have to. I know it, it, it It's nice to be able like to talk about the Wolves. That's it, the thing. I know it sounds like we're hyping up these guys that aren't that good. But frankly, I'd rather be hyping up these guys that we haven't heard a lot about than hyping up the top two or three pick again because that means that yeah. the Timberwolves played well and they got into the playoffs last year. So yeah. hopefully they can continue that, stay healthier with Jimmy Butler next year. Maybe you get a higher spot in the playoffs and – Go a little bit deeper. Who knows? So
1: Still need a shooter in free agency. Though. Yes,
0: they'll get some some shooters, and I'm sure we'll have a podcast more on just free agency as that kind yeah. of gets going here. And yeah. since we're talking about that, let's just shift right into it. Yeah. Uh, we all know what this Friday is. It's you know the first domino to fall of NBA free agency. It's the deadline for players really to opt in or opt out of contracts, and that, yes, includes LeBron James. Uh, so will he opt in to Cleveland on Friday, or will he opt out and Find somewhere else to play. That's the big uh, conversation for most of the national media, so let's do it ourselves here as well. Do you think uh, he opts in in Cleveland tomorrow?
1: I think he probably opts out just based on the fact of if he opts out, you could have probably signed a whatever year thing in Cleveland if he wants to, but uh, something's just telling me he's gone. There just isn't the pieces in Cleveland. There's a lot of – there's, and I don't even know how to keep all the rumors straight. But oh, you can't. You really can't. But I, the funny thing was, I was reading an article on ESPN uh, a couple days ago at work. It was, I think it was on Tuesday. And they were just like, what did LeBron do when he left Game 4 of the NBA Finals and, like, they were leaving Cleveland and everything? He, like, fist-bumped or hugged and high-fived his family and stuff, gave his wife a hug and stuff. But he didn't, like, say goodbye to the fans of Cleveland and everything. So I was like, oh, dang, like... It maybe he's staying back. No, I was like, means, oh, but then like, then you have all nothing. this other stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, that's not enough to hang my hat on. No, that means nothing. He was upset. Not gonna.
0: He just lost the finals. You're gonna turn around and say, hey, thanks. Not, you're fans not for gonna take. Out. You're not gonna
1: take. No, you're not gonna take your final bow from Cleveland. No, they did not that in do hockey. your.
0: That's it. They raise the your, Yeah, that's your the little sick tap. They really do that.
1: Your salute no. to the home. That
0: means absolutely nothing to my mind. So it's. It, there's too many rumors. They got a haystack of rumors, and yeah. finding the right one is like fighting, finding the needle in the haystack right now. Oh my right goodness, now. yeah. Um, like he just I, the one we heard was he just called Kevin Durant and asked him if he wants to join a team together or something like that. Yeah, I've heard him and KD
1: in LA. It's like I've heard him and Chris yeah, okay. Paul are
0: going to get together and go to the Clippers. I've heard that Kawhi and PG13 are going to the Lakers to yeah. recruit LeBron then and make a super team. I
1: think what we can f- I think what we can discern from all the mess. Is that LeBron is either playing in Cleveland or somewhere in the West? I think is it fair to have eliminated Philly and long shot, Boston, but I think we can eliminate everybody in the East. I think it's either West or Cleveland. Can, can have we have we eliminated all that from the rumors? And I all think the, stuff? the only
0: there's two teams in the East I would even give a remote chance to. That's Philly, just because yeah, good team. You, you know what they and have they there, space. and they've got the the money for it. One thing I've always said about Philly, he doesn't want to play with young. Players who aren't the veteran that LeBron is, and that's what they have in Philly. Right. Um, the other one I'm not going to eliminate, and this is like the darkest of horses, but Miami because I don't he, I don't count out Pat Riley because Pat Riley oh, finds a way to get things done. True. And we we had heard about Miami before, like before he went to Miami the first time. Do they have cap space? Oh, I'm sure they had plenty of cap space. I mean, it, I know they got to pay Hassan Whiteside, and they got to pay well, yeah. uh, but Deion Waiters. Deion Waiters can, can play. Yeah. I mean, if he goes to Miami, he can. Paul in, George, yeah, Paul George, you know. come with him, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked, and I don't mean to just to feed the the rumor mill here, but I would not be shocked if there's a team we really haven't heard about a lot, just because there's so many pieces that can move. Like everyone, even me, I'm saying go to Houston because you can team up with James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's what I want to see. But little, I mean, got to remember, Chris Paul is also a free agent, right? So what if he's talking to a Chris Paul and a, a Paul George or someone, I'm saying, hey, let's let's get together, but that's not. Let's go to this place. You know, that's yeah. a team we really haven't heard of because we're not thinking. Why would LeBron want to go to Miami? Why would he want right. to go there? They're not even that good. You know, right. what? Well, if you get three guys to go there, then all of a sudden they are pretty good. Right. So, right. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a team like that out there that all of a sudden gets into it here. But I think it's mostly the West teams we've heard of, and then Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, and what you kind of just uh, alluded to right there. We don't talk about Chris Paul being a free agent. We don't talk about. Kevin Durant is technically a free agent, but, I mean, he's probably, you said many probably times going, he's going back, back to Golden State. State yeah. uh, Boogie Cousins is a free agent. Imagine what could be done right there. Uh, Paul George opted out of his deal with OKC, so he's pretty much out there and about. I mean, there's a lot of good free agents. There's a lot of guys that are out there, man. I mean, LeBron's just going to steal the spotlight no matter what. But LeBron is, like you had touched on, LeBron is the first domino to fall wherever LeBron goes, that's how the Kawhi trade deal is going to land or pan out. That's what happens. Then you're going to see PG make his move. You're going to see where Boogie goes. Like I think, obviously, LeBron is going to be. But does LeBron want to make that first domino? Or does he want some I mean
0: if he makes see, the first domino to LA and nothing happens to LA after see, that. He's that's in what trouble.
1: I that's what I thought too. I thought LeBron would want to wait and see if the trade got done or if Paul George would go would and sign that's somewhere first we because saw from
0: ESPN just a couple right, days ago was right. that the Lakers are pushing up, intensifying things as they know the yeah. pressure's on them to get Kawhi yeah. to ensure themselves LeBron. I, if I'm the Spurs by the way, I'm using that as a trade chip. Oh, Yeah, yeah. you want Kawhi cuz it also brings you LeBron. So I'm going to yeah. make you pay more for
1: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I would if I'm the Spurs, I would absolutely just be like, "You're giving us the farm, man! Like, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to win this trade by any means necessary." Like, I mean, this was our guy. That was our yeah. that was our, that was the that was the pillar of our team, and we would pretty much almost have to start over unless we get something to pair with Aldridge. Which you could pair Brandon Ingram with Aldridge. You could pair Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo. They kind of need a point guard after uh, I would love Parker to see goes, Lonzo but
0: Ball go to try. San Antonio and have Levar Ball and, and Greg Pop. Popovich oh, sit goodness. in a room together and just like oh, talk about goodness. basketball. I think it'd be great. That'd be primetime television. I don't oh, think it's going to happen, goodness. but I, no, I think that would be great. That would be ridiculous. Um, yeah, if I'm the Lake, if I'm the Spurs, I'm I'd rather I would rather lose Kawhi for nothing than just give him to the Lakers for like pennies on the dollar. Right. I just don't frankly. know how you can
1: give somebody to they're not a Division, you're rival, just but rival, but been a conference rival. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're not giving them Kawhi. You're giving them Kawhi, which means LeBron and probably Paul yeah, George. Like you're, yeah. you're changing the entire franchise there. So I'm yeah. winning this trade. I don't care what i got to yeah. do to win it, but I'm getting a, yeah. a boatload back of picks yeah. and expiring contracts and players with young, promising talent. I
1: kind of yeah. wish that they would just trade him to how they said we would only give him to somebody in the, in the East. Man, I love like if they could trade him to the East – and then, like, well, you'd obviously have to go through all this junk again next year in the free, in the offseason. But, man, I wonder if they – because that way you don't just, like, involve just them and the Lakers. Like, now you're involved in another team and, like, just making a mess of all this stuff. And player movement can be a mess, I think. But
0: I still say I'd love to see him traded to Boston. I think that'd be fantastic. I think him yeah. and Brad Stevens would get along pretty well. Him for Gordon Hayward. Yeah, or Terry Rozier or whatever. Yeah. We, we said Terry Rozier's going to get okay. traded at some point and yeah. probably be way overvalued just
1: because of his playoff run. I think yeah. that – could happen at some point here down the road is, that, is Isaiah Thomas a free agent is he done in this deal too because he's has LA Isaiah Thomas plays for the Lakers I think he is, yeah. why would LeBron want to go play with him there when it didn't work in Cleveland
0: yeah I mean if he's not up then there's no way I'm, I'm pretty sure he's up contract I think so too but yeah if he's still in if he's still in LA there's no way LeBron's going there so I think <laughs> if if he was we would have heard about that yeah but yeah, there's no way he's gonna go play with Isaiah Thomas. That did uh, that did not work this year. No. He got traded for Rodney Hood and Larry <laughs> Nance Junior. Bag of Jr. Skittles, exactly. pretty much. Um, anything else we want to talk about? There's not a whole lot else going on. That's kind of what I had written down. Yeah,
1: we've not not a whole What's lot going on, on, on with
0: KVRR these days.
1: Ah, uh, you know, we're just grinding through a season covering in the Red Hawks, still trying to cover the Twins. World Cup is bailing us out. World yeah. Cup is on our channel, so we get to run all those highlights that we want. That's really helping out with content-wise filling up. But Well, I need to uh, – I think, what, Germany fell out? Germany, Germany did. Germany's I'm a done. huge soccer fan, so I don't know why we haven't been
0: talking about this. But what, Actually, wait, have you watched any games? No, I haven't. Oh, come on. Uh, I haven't
1: watched any World Cup besides what the highlights have come across. I have to air. I know Messi scored a goal in the World Cup again, so he's got, he's got a goal in his teens, 20s, and 30s in the World Cup. I know that stat. Uh, Ronaldo's been pretty decent for Portugal. Hat, track. Hat trick, I should say. But I heard Germany's the defending champs there. That's my team. They, they, they didn't even have the group stage yet. Yeah, that's about all I got. Iceland, are they out? They had a great fan base.
0: Yeah, they tied Argentina, though, and Messi, which is pretty good. That's crazy. It is crazy. And their goalkeeper, who's a part-time like film director, saved a PK from Messi. Jeez. Yeah, there's crazy stuff that happens every time at the World Cup. Yeah.
1: Is Mexico still alive? Mexico's Mexico pretty is pretty good. It was, Mexico, it was and crazy.
0: Brazil. One thing I love about the World Cup is it just, I think if we had more World Cups and more soccer, there'd be less like wars. And if you want denuclearization, you just need more World Cups because Mexico was almost guaranteed. Like they just got to get a point to get into the next round. And they lost 3 0 to Sweden. They got crushed by Sweden. And then if Germany had won, Mexico would have been out. And it was like 0-0 going to like the 91st minute. All of a sudden, South Korea scores their goal. And then they scored another one. And they, they won. They beat Germany, which sends Mexico in. So because yeah. South Korea beats Germany, Mexico is still alive. Well, I see all these videos and stuff on Twitter and Facebook of like Mex- – there was people in Mexico, went to the South Korean embassy in Mexico – Got, like, the head of the embassy, brought him out, and started raising them up on chairs and chanting for them. There was, like, South Korean fans at the game in Me- in, in Russia for Mexico who were, like, wearing sombreros because they gave them to them. They are like, these oh, guys are not goodness. going to buy a, a cerveza anymore tonight. Yeah. And the Mexican fans are taking care of them. I, I yeah, love all Yeah, they're
1: Mexicans.
0: Yeah. So now Mexico <laughs> and South Korea are, like, allies for life. You know, yeah. you can't break that. Until they get you knocked out right away. Still, they, they – Got knocked out in the next round because South Korea got them to the next round, if that's yeah. what happens. you know, yeah. so it, Soccer brings people together, man. It really
1: does, all across the world. I guess, and who's the one country that isn't in there that brings people together? Yeah, the United States of America, yeah. on the bright side, that we haven't lost a game in this World Cup. That there is, you go. That is very fair. Try, you try saying some of those names, though, on TV, man. Oh, my goodness. They pop up, and it's like, oh, not. no, I'm just going to guess.
0: Harry Kane. There's one for you. England, I, I
1: easy. Well, I mean, I can get Ronaldo and Messi, but I every single time before all the highlights for the World Cup, I was just like, I'm sorry, everybody. But well, just text me them. Well, even I, I, I got gotcha. you. I looked, I like, I'll see them pop. Uh, like I'll write them down before, and I'll get the phonetic spellings. But once you get on air, and they just come up, you're just like, oh no. How do I say that one again? Right, it's just like, oh my goodness. Rama Lulu Lukaku. Uh, I got Guerrero the other day. That was pretty solid. Coutinho. But, like, yeah, you had yeah, that one yeah, before. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. But there are some where it's just like, oh, man, I right, I got nothing. It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's a fun. You got to watch some of it, though. I'm going to come over and make you watch some of
0: the World Cup. Like one of the last couple I'll, of matches. Like I'll semifinals wa- at least.
1: I'll watch 90 minutes of soccer in a 0-0 tie. What was that, France? They've only day? had one of those. There's
0: only been one in the entire World Cup. Yeah, and
1: I had to do highlights for it the other day. I've been watching four hours of baseball. that can end one nothing. That's true. But at least hockey, that hockey, at least there's some physical contact and stuff. Well, yeah, man. and it wasn't talking about hockey. Hockey's a great sport. I know, it's I know. fun. Yeah, soccer's not as bad as you want to make it
0: seem. The last ten minutes it, it, are it, so
1: much. It can be. It epic. can be rough. It can be rough.
0: I've gotten up and watched them at four a.m. Yeah, or five a.m. or whenever they start. So. That was only
1: when uh, the teams I really wanted to were playing at that time slot. Only time I really got up for that one. True. Like, I mean, when, what was it? I think when we were in the team, when our, I think we were in like our teens and maybe before teens when Landon Donovan hit that one goal mm-hmm. at the end of, a, I saw that game. That was, that actually was I ran up, up and down dope. my house
0: about six, seven times up yeah. and down all the stairs, four yeah. flights of them.
1: Yeah, that was pretty dope. But I think you, that was just to get a tie, too. Yeah, that was, that was to survive to get to the next round. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah we needed that one. Um, do you have a pick? I'm guessing you don't even have a pick to who's going to win this thing because you haven't watched I, any of it because you're lame
1: I, like that. I, I don't know. I'd probably just lean towards, like, Brazil or somebody like that. Some, I mean, Brazil is probably the name. favorite at this point, yeah. either
0: them or Spain. Uh, my my team, which is my team before the tournament, is Belgium. Belgium's oh, going to win okay. this thing. Uh, got Tigo Courtois in net. You got Kevin De Bruyne, a whole bunch of great players. Uh, Eden Hazari, Ramelu Lukaku, as I mentioned. They're, just, they're one of those teams that kind of at the right time right now nationally. they got a bunch of players right now that are all playing for them. Not always going to have this. They're not like Brazil that continuously brings in great players. Right. But right now they have a ton of great players. And so I think like right now is, is perfect timing for Belgium. And they're putting up a lot of goals in, in most of their games. So I like uh, where they are in the bracket. And I uh,
1: I like what the, they've done so far. So I'm going to pick Belgium as let's, my team. Let's throw LeBron and Net four years from now. USA World the Cup. USA World Cup. Free agency. Get, get, I'm bringing my it.
0: talents to the pitch. That's yeah. what he says. Let's get it. I think he's going to do it. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for us. We'll do this again in two weeks, as we always do. Again, You can find this podcast on Stitcher, on Pocket Cast, on our website, am1100theflag.com. Or you can follow either either of us on Twitter as well. Uh, Want to throw out that Twitter name once again? At uh, J Klein underscore seven. Or at A R I E C K W Z F G, which I will change by next week because it's so <laughs> hard to memorize. But if you had to go and you've listened to this thing back and back and back just to get that one, that is where I am on Twitter. I will change it for next week. We'll come up with something. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Another edition of the uh, Sports Podcast here for you, Andy Rickoff and Jeremy Klein.